Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. There's a story I'd like to share about a person named Charles de Foucauld. I'm curious, raise your hand if you haven't even heard of the name, Charles de Foucauld. That's about the same as last Mass, and that's six more than the first Mass, which was one person. Not well known, yet this person was incredible. In the late 1800s, this man, Charles, had wandered in his faith and wasn't even sure he believed in God. He attended a Jesuit school for some time, but they expelled him for being lazy and troublesome. He even spent time in the military, which brought him to North Africa, where he was able to observe the people there. Eventually, he experienced a conversion and a return to his faith. He was so zealous in this return that he joined the Trappists. The Trappists are a Reformed version of the Benedictines, and I would just say the Benedictines are an awesome order. That's the ones that are Mount Angel, and no wimp should apply for the Benedictine order, let alone now the Trappists, which is a Reformed, more strict observance of Benedictinism. He so desired, though, religious life that he wanted to create his own religious community called the Little Brothers of Jesus. But despite his years of service and evangelization through his life, he converted no one. Nada. And his proposed religious community, no one chose to join him. And while he did right, no one read anything he wrote, and it was never published. Tragically, in 1916, a group of desert bandits who were going to kidnap him ended up murdering him. Now, one would think this is a total failure, that his life and ministry was a waste. But this is an amazing thing. After his death, he became known. His writings were published. Many people were converted, and his hope for community was established both for men and women. And amazingly, this last May, Pope Francis recognized him as one of our newest saints and canonized him at St. Peter's, Peter's Basilica. What drove this man while in his life he was, by all other measures, a loser, a failure? What drove him? Jesus. He abandoned himself, his whole life, to service for Jesus, who lived in his heart, and was the Lord of his life. His life then became a particular witness and inspiration for us who are maybe losers or have failed. I think we've all somewhere failed. I have a list, and I'll just share one of them. When I was at Oregon State, or prior to going to Oregon State University, I was doing great at Tigard High School. I had good grades, A's mostly and B's. I don't even remember a C, but there might have been one in there. 
And I entered as a computer engineering student. That was my major entering Oregon State. And I was going to be rich. I'm going to be working on computers. I'm going to be on the cutting edge. It's going to be awesome. This is my life. And then I had to take physics. <laughs> First semester. I studied harder for physics than any other class then and since. I had taken physics in high school. It was all algebraic and was good. But the tests at Oregon State were in calculus. But I was taking calculus. And I was learning how to do calculus. I'm like, uh. Let's just say I ended the course with a D. That's the only D in my whole academic career. And that just closed the door to computer engineering. My hopes for making money and living were shattered I felt like a failure, and for a time, my sense of direction was clouded, and I was afraid. Have you ever felt yourself a failure? Did you not make the cut for that team or that play that was going to happen? Were you ever kicked out of a sporting team? or even a club? Have you wondered why your children have stopped going to church and blamed yourself? Or they've left the faith altogether and wonder what you've done? Have you ever been fired from work, lost your job, and had to go home and tell your family? You know, for us men, that is one of the greatest tragedies and fears we have. For we believe that we are what we do. But we are not what we do. That's part of the lie. But have you ever felt that you were, felt that you were failing in your marriage on your part or in raising your kids? Have you ever felt like you could just never live up to your parents' expectations? Have you ever made a financial decision which was so tragic it led to bankruptcy? Or you were in a group and you're working on a project and your part of the project failed and the whole thing collapsed? I mean, we have our own stories. I think it's fair to say, if we're really honest, we've all failed somewhere. But see, if, if these hopes that we have and expectations we have, like I had and maybe Charles de Foucault had, were the ultimate source of our sense of worth and well-being, then we would be tempted to believe that we are worthless or worse. Like this life is not worth it and I need to check out. But again, there's the big lie. See, we know this because we hear in St. Paul to the Colossians that God has made us fit to share in the inheritance of the Holy Spirit in light. Why would he do that if we're worthless? He goes on, we, he delivered us from the power of darkness and transformed us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. Why would he do this if we're unlovable? Continuing, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. 
Every Saturday, I am privileged to see people walk in the confessional as sinners and walk out as saints. In moments, God can do miracles. God is our ultimate creator, and he loves everything that he has created. And he wants to give us a share in his kingdom. That he's a king like no other. We as a country are partly founded to get away from the royal kingdom. For sometimes kings and queens can lord over us. Maybe you just have a, had a boss at work who lorded over you. And we want to get away from that. But see, this king, our Lord Jesus, became one of us. He knows what it is to be us. For he suffered with us and like us. And in all measures, while hanging on the cross, he was considered a failure. So he knows our failures. But see, he wanted to rescue us, and he knew more than we did. He came to heal us and forgive us of our sins and transform our minds to know that we are part of his plan, that even when we fall short, his love is undaunted for us. All he was asking is that we let him in, that we let him take over. But maybe, maybe we're still saying to ourselves and listening to the voice in our head that tells us that we're no good. Those negative thoughts when we do fail. Maybe some of you have felt like you're being punished because of what you've done and you're, this is the only logical consequence because I've sinned. My life is a mess, like he's punishing me. Just remember that one thief on the cross. He was guilty, and he admitted it. Notice, remember what he said. Jesus, remember me. That's all. Just remember me when you come into your kingdom. He asks nothing more. And like our Lord does, he did way beyond remember him. It's very likely he was the very next person in heaven, huh? Today you will be with me in paradise. Or maybe he was in the line right after Adam and Eve. I don't know. What we need to do is reorient ourselves and let Jesus take over to make him the Lord of our lives and not ourselves, nor anyone else. And when failures come our way, we will not be shaken, for our hope is not in ourselves, nor in the other things of our, this world, our accomplishments or other, but God alone in his love for us. Charles J. Foucault grappled with this sense of failure by abandoning everything in failure of God's will. We know this because he wrote about his abandonment. He chose it. In fact, he wrote a very famous prayer that you may be familiar with. And I'd like us to pray that today. But for homework, I'd like us, to, if you would, each day during this week, when you get up, pillow head, morning breath, and all, abandon yourself. Use your own words and give yourself over to Jesus each morning. As I end my homily today, I ask then we listen to this piece of music that was written by Tom Booth, I think a friend of Ken's. 
who wrote a song was inspired by Charles de Foucauld and was written for Mother Teresa. podcast the music in this service obtained from one license with license number a737156 all rights reserved thank you for joining us you can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org we hope that you will subscribe to our youtube channel or try and join us for mass if you're local Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.